Yo, what up? This is your guy, Rome Trav, from the Mid-Range Ain't Dead podcast with my co-hosts, my guys. Oh, it's your boy, Amber Anderson, back with you, the coolest one. I run this city, clearly. Tell them get lost. I'm busy. Really? Nigga, I'm Ziggy. (laughs) (laughs) It never fails. It always makes us feel good. I, I can't wait till I can see that in person when we do like when we do a one live. <laughs> we gotta do we gotta do the live uh, for the NFL playoffs or something. Because I, I want to see I want to see Ziggy ring that off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna bring the mic and all that. <laughs> Yo, so we're gonna start off with the NFL. Um, there are a lot of surprises going on in the NFL uh, for teams being better than we thought and teams being much worse than we thought. Um, my Packers stink. Uh, Amps Broncos are not as good as we as he thought they were, uh, and we got Tampa Bay, who's also not as good as we thought they were going to be. And we also have, um, you know, the NFC West. It ends up being the NFC least this time. So we're going to start with the Green Bay Packers. Uh, they stink. They did not uh, do anything to replace the production they lost in uh, Devontae Adams. And they thought – I don't know what they thought. I can't speak for them, but I just know that it sucks to watch them. Even though our defense isn't that bad, our offense is, you know, tremendously horrible. Um, and then Aaron Rodgers is publicly pointing the finger at, at other people. That just further makes me dislike him. Um, uh, he's losing a fan in me. Uh, any, any comments? Um. I don't know, man. Like, I haven't. I, I can honestly say I haven't watched the Packers, so I can't. I can't just sit up here and like dissect what's going on with them. But to lose, they lost three straight uh, to the both New York teams, and then they just lost to the Commanders, and and they barely beat the Patriots the week before that. And then the week before that, you know what I'm saying, which would have been week three, we didn't know the Bucks were as bad as they are. They scored 14 points. The Bucks were just being terrible. They only scored 12. Um, so this has been – it's been pretty rocky. It's been pretty rocky for the Packers and Aaron Rodgers. And I just think he's in a he, – he's real – he's a very – he's really selfish. He's really selfish. Um, and you can just tell – or maybe from the outside looking at, like I said, I haven't watched a lot of the Packers role, so I don't want to do y'all no disjustice. But it just looks oh, like it's he no disjustice. We stink. It just looks like he don't care. Like you know what I'm saying? I think he's like you know what I mean. He's satisfied with who he is as a player and his legacy, and just look like he don't give a damn no more. And that's unfortunate for Green Bay fans because they're 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 uh, a fan base that you know what I mean. That's all they got out there in Green Bay. So they care a lot, and to see somebody that's supposed to be a hard timer, it's, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. It don't look like I don't know. I mean, the, the Bills—they're twelve-point underdog. Damn. You know what I mean? I, I was looking at. I was almost thinking about like you know what I mean. There's no way they ain't gonna lose like that much, but they might get smashed. I really don't. I really don't. I'm really debating. Just stay away from them. Stay far, far away. I wish I was a bird so I could fly far, far, far away. <laughs> so stay away from them at all costs. Uh, they might lose by 30. Uh, but after this game, I think they're going to turn it around and play better, salvage the season, uh, probably end up 
eight and nine, somewhere like that. And then, you know, and then they like, oh, the season wasn't that bad. I'm like, no, we lost. We're going to stink. Bro, real quick, where you, where you see the wins coming from in the next couple games? I mean, the Detroit game, I guess you can give them that one. But besides that, where the wins coming from? I mean, if we play it. Hold on, let me look. Let me look at the schedule. Like Ooh, that Cowboys, Cowboys gave it. That's gonna yeah. have him in yeah, his feelings. That's, that's, yeah, that's the that's the one. But y'all got the I, Cowboys. I, y'all got the Titans. The I can see us beating the Titans. Uh, we probably gonna lose to the Eagles. Um, beating the Bears. The the Rams are just as bad as us. We we probably gonna lose to the Dolphins. Vikings at home. That's in conference, and then the Lions again. So that's one, two. Three, four, five, six games. So yeah, like I said, be six and be uh eight nine. Eight and nine. Yeah, that's eight and nine, nine and eight. I think uh that's where I think uh teams it's hard for teams in our conference to beat us just because we have that we have that big brother thing going on. But uh we can very well be not win another game, honestly. Probably we're gonna beat the Bears just because they're the Bears. But you know, uh, yeah, looking eight might get y'all into the playoffs because the NFC man, I don't know, it's kind of shaky over there. Um, yeah, it we did the whole NFC declined quick, so it I mean we we could, but no, it's, right I, don't, <laughs> I, I, I don't want us to make the playoffs if I'm speaking candidly. Uh, I want us to lose and lose bad so like they can humble themselves and know. What they did, and it's in it. I, I do, I do have a little bit of calm about it, since that um, you know Devontae Adams is also losing, so that that does make me feel a little better. <laughs> uh, so it's like, okay, at least he's not going over there balling, and then we just over here stinking. Like, no, like we all losing together. So that that makes me feel a little better. I'm not gonna lie. Call me a hater. I don't care. <laughs> I'm gonna say that that is, that is a little bit of hate in your blood. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. Like I'm like when it comes to this. I'm allowed to hate, <laughs> and I'm going, and I'm hating strong. It's it's wild to me that y'all haven't changed up the game plan at all. It seems like Aaron Jones is still getting 11 rushes a game, so y'all can pass it all the time. Like I don't understand. Um, for QBR this season, Aaron Rodgers is below average. Um, average being a 50, he got a 40.5 QBR. Um, Y'all got the third worst scoring percentage on drives. Like, y'all not getting points out of anything, but y'all refuse to turn into a running team while Aaron Jones is getting five and a half yards of carry. Um, maybe eventually they see the light. Y'all running out of receivers anyways. <laughs> but I really don't know what to say because, like I said, the NFC is so bad that y'all might sneak into the playoffs. And anything can happen at that point. So honestly, honestly, I'm really surprised that the um, Packers haven't made any significant. Well, I haven't heard, I haven't seen or heard any kind of rumors about them making any moves about bringing any guys in to kind of, you know, what I mean, boost the offense at all. It's just like kind of a dead silence. I don't, I don't know, I don't know why you're surprised at that. Yeah, they never yeah. <laughs> get it done with that. So I just I mean it's just it's just really weird. Like it's really guys I mean I haven't looked at the market, but like I know some guys out there that can really help what's going on with them and it's just like nothing. Well the rumor yeah. is that they're going after Chase Claypool from the Steelers, but 
the trade deadline is next week, so they're still on Tuesday, so we'll see. Yeah, I mean, that's when you have a team that wants to win, uh, who has who has proven that when it's when it's your time, you got when you hot, you got to strike. Like you gotta go. Like you can't like you can't waste time in the NFL. Like, you know, they're they're trying to build through the draft and so on and so forth and wade and develop guys like y'all starting quarterback fifty. Like, how long people calling for Jordan Love? I hey, I would have traded Jordan Love. Me personally, uh, before this preseason, because now everybody knows what the Packers now know, and he stinks. <laughs> so now we got an untradeable first round pick alongside a disgruntled quarterback with no like how this you this you can't imagine how this is going to end. Like it's going to end exactly how it did because they stupid, they bullheaded. Aaron Rodgers always has to be the smartest man in the room. He knows everything. Uh, he's just a, it's everybody else's fault. Like he's a terrible leader. Like he takes zero accountability ever. Like, you know, like, and that's, and that's to me is the ultimate sign of a loser. Like, you know, I, I don't care what position you play quarterback receiver. If you take no accountability and you're the best player on your team, like you're a loser to me. Like, you know, uh, and that's corny. Like, I don't care who you are. Like, you know, like, I don't like Doc Rivers because he never takes any accountability after his losses. Like, you know, like, and it's just, it can, the list goes on and on, but it's just, I don't like that about people who are the best. If you're the best and y'all win, you're going to take all the credit. But when y'all lose, you don't want to take any blame. Well, these guys need to, maybe we need to simplify. Maybe, no, maybe you need to play better. Like you know, like I watch every. Like, you don't watch. I watch. With a, with a, I, I watch the games and I see what he's doing out there, and it's nothing. Like he's literally not out there doing anything special. He stinks. Moving on. I don't want to talk about these guys. <laughs> so Tampa Bay and uh, they're not as good as they should be. What do you think their issues are? Anybody, jump in. The water's warm. I think Brady needs to go be with his family. It's, it's over. I don't. I don't. I mean, well, the the real the real issue is at this point anyway in the season. They just they have a lot of injuries. Um, they have a lot of guys out. Um, at least from what I from what I've seen. But I don't think Tom Brady isn't going to get better. He's He's starting like now we're actually starting to see that okay, he's old. Like you know what I mean? Like it's not uh it's not a it's not a it's not one of those all time things like wow he's still playing at this level at this age and all like no he's old and if everything around him isn't perfect at this point in his career then they aren't going to be good and you're seeing that in real time like. They they're 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 bad because they're hurt, and he isn't spry enough to carry uh to carry just anybody over the hump, and they out here getting their ass kicked. Like I mean, that's just that's just the facts of it. Now, that team, I think, is going to get better. Um, well, yeah, because they're going to get healthier. But that's my point. Though. Yeah, he needs them to be perfect around him. Um. 
But also, their division stinks. Like, at least the Packers, the Vikings seem to be running away from them. The Buccaneers, they still tied for first place right now in their division, um, you know, with Atlanta. So nobody wants to win that division. They definitely gonna they're definitely gonna get a home game in the playoffs. So like even when he failed, he's still gonna win <laughs> in this situation. But I think it's a matter of getting healthy. Like honestly, I don't think that he was elevating the team in the past few years. Like, I mean, I think that he just always had a good situation. And so when you don't have a situation, you get what you had whenever he left New England. It's like it's just going to be whatever's around him. But for them, I'm not worried um, if they can get healthy. Yeah, I mean, uh, they have some stuff that kind of bother me that they're normally good at, like running the ball, uh, things of that nature they're usually better at. And so, uh, like, it's hard, you know, when they're, when they're normally good at Uh like Zeke said, I think they have a chance to win their division because their division suck. Uh, and so I'm not too worried about them. What do you guys feel about the NFC West where Seattle Seahawks is first in the division? That's, that's a bit, obviously, that's a bit surprising because everybody thought once they lost Russell and then you insert Geno, you think like, oh, wow, they're going to be horrible when Geno has outplayed a lot of quarterbacks this year especially the one that he replaced. Um, but good for him. You know what I'm saying? It's always – I mean, I'll take it how you want to take it. I always like to see black quarterbacks succeed. Um, and he's doing really well with the opportunity that he's been given. But that division is surprisingly bad. Um, with – you know what I mean? San Francisco has proven to be very inconsistent. I don't know what's really going on with the Rams. Like, it's like the juice that they have. It's it's gone, um, and it and it like it left quickly. So it's a really weird situation with them. Yeah, I mean, with the Rams, I think people are figuring them out. But you know, yeah, it's only so. Sometimes you can throw the ball to Cooper Cup a game. <laughs> like okay, that's, like, and that's that's literally all that Matt um, Matt, Matt Stafford is doing. He's just throwing it to Cooper Cup. We're looking for Cooper Cup. They brought in Jefferson. He's um, he's underperformed, obviously, but he's really not getting the targets that he probably thought he would get either. And you know, what I mean, losing um, Robert Woods and not what's uh, what's uh, Robert Woods? Yeah, Robert Woods and Odell. Yeah, losing Robert Woods and Odell like that. It's it's kind of looking like damn, like they really did need those guys, like, and they kind of let them go because. In the NFL, it's, you know what I mean? You obviously you can't pay everybody, so sometimes you go you gonna lose guys, but it's really affecting them. And I don't know, man. I I had the Rams. I, I felt like the Rams are gonna go back to the Super Bowl this year. I'm not sure who else felt like that, but I definitely did. You know, at least be in heavy contention. It's not looking like that now in Arizona. The only thing about Arizona that's cool is Kyler Murray's cleat. Uh, me and Ron was talking about earlier. <laughs> 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 that's the only thing that's dope about Arizona right now. That's it. Yeah, uh, I, I think the Niners are going to take that division away from our good story, Gino. Um, I think Adam McCaffrey is going to take some pressure off of Debo. 
their offense opened things up. Kittle's starting to look like he's a little bit more healthy. So they've been inconsistent. They're a little hurt on the defensive end, but they're getting healthier too. So I think San Francisco is going to wind up taking this. The Rams trying to make a move for running back maybe, or they're waiting for a rookie to come off the injured list. But um, that division, that division is going to be all right. I still – like, I'm not really that impressed by even the good teams in football right now, allegedly good teams. Like, the Giants still ain't moving me. But, um, but yeah, the, I think San Francisco winds up taking that. Um, Gino probably comes back to earth a little bit. I don't want to sound like a hater. I'm pulling for the dude. But um, this is a hell of a time to have a breakout year, 32. <laughs> but he never got a real good shot. So, I mean, we'll see how it goes. But it wouldn't be anybody I'd be scared to see in the playoffs if I was anybody else. And that down the stretch schedule where you got the Chiefs and the Niners and probably the improved Rams twice, Tampa, it's it's about to get a little bit, you know, it's it's a good story right now, but you've beaten Arizona, you've beaten, you know, the Lions, the Broncos. Like, they're not really doing nothing. Good schedule, though. (laughs) <laughs> good, good scheduling matters, man. Like that, like that stuff, it matters. You can't control your schedule, but you just can only beat the people in front of you. Yeah, and but when stuff. you lost to the Niners, the Falcons, and the Saints, like you can't tell me you're good. <laughs> right. I'm not. I'm. I'm not saying I would have never picked. I probably picked against them in every one of those games. <laughs> but you know, it's it is what it is because they they beat who in front of them. And now, so now let's talk about the good surprises in the NFL. And we got the Giant. Both New York teams are very are winning. And then you got the NFC East as a whole looking pretty good. Uh, and so, what's the biggest surprise to you in the NFL? I would have to say the New York teams, because I think you know. Um, Obviously, over the years, everybody's been down on the New York teams, especially the Giants, because for some reason, Giants always have high expectations, even when they're when they're clearly when they clearly aren't going to be good. But they got players like Saquon, and you know they have players like Odell in the past and whatnot. But um, they're playing. I mean, they're playing their asses off up there, and that's both New York teams. Um, I like the grit of the Jets team. Um, I think they're a really gritty team, real very physical. And, like, the way that they win, I could see that kind of continuing. Um, but I would say the, the New York teams have to be the surprises. Um, I, won't, I don't know if I want to throw the Eagles in as a surprise because they were a playoff team last year. Maybe I could say I'm surprised at how good Jalen Hurts has been for them. But, uh, yeah, I have to go with the New York teams. And I say, I guess the, the Jets – like, I don't – Thing is, these surprise teams, I still don't believe in them, <laughs> so that's what makes it hard. Like, technically, Dallas might be a surprise because of, they did it with Cooper Rush, but, um, man, I'm not really moved by none of these teams. I guess the Jets would have been my surprise if Brees Hall didn't get out for the season because they did look like that might have been sustainable with that defense that they have. But, um, yeah, I guess I'll roll with them for now, but I still don't believe in them. And I ain't gonna never believe in the Jets. I don't care if the Jets is 17. No, I never believe in the Jets. And I don't care if I root for the Dolphins no more. I will never believe in the Jets. So 
That's all I got on that one. A little bias is going on there, but it's all right. Hey, man, I ain't above it. <laughs> I ain't going to lie to you. <laughs> but I gave them my props for the team of the year. But why would I ever believe in the Jets? The Jets don't believe in the Jets. I ain't. Yeah, no, I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm walking through that door. They ask for trades, yeah. and they got a 5-2 and two record. They, they don't believe in the Jets. <laughs> yeah, I, I – I'm going to go with the Giants, as uh, but for real, another team that I didn't mention is actually Miami. So uh, I kind of I'm I'm pleasantly surprised by Miami and how well they're looking. Um, so those are the two teams that that I'm kind of surprised by, and and I'm and I wish the Jets did. I mean, I, I just don't like the Jets. Is is actually the Robert Sala? Like I don't know him. But he seems like a great fiery guy, and but I just I, I don't really have any anything good to say about the Jets, and it's not I don't know why, but it's just sauce wearing the cheese head. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I I really I found that really disrespectful. But if you oh, beat him, man. then then he can't do that. that you gotta win. It's a rookie. You gotta win. Did like if you win, huh? He yeah, he well played. Yeah, he yeah. played well every game. But when you're yeah. covering the Packers receivers, everybody played well. Oh, okay. Right, I, know yeah. like, uh, I know if he's like that or not. Yeah, he played good. Like, man, it's like you're covering my grandma. She sits in a wheelchair all day. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I hope you can, like, you know, you, you, she ain't going nowhere. Well, <laughs> nowhere fast. Well, Zink said, said he played well every game. So, I mean, I wouldn't know. No, no he's good. But he, he played exceptionally well against us. I mean, you got to be good if your name's Sauce. Yeah, or you got to be fat. I don't know. Which one or the other? <laughs> hey, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, uh, you gotta lean into it, whatever the case may be. Whatever it is, you gotta, you gotta believe in it. You gotta believe. So, like, yeah, I, I, I just, I just did like Zig said. I don't believe in any of these teams. I think they all kind of like are gonna fall off uh, eventually. So. So, so who do you who do you got coming out of the AFC so far? The best team in the AFC. I would have to say the Bills because they beat the Chiefs, and I, I think the Chiefs are. I think the Chiefs and the, and the and the Bills are head and shoulders. I actually think the Chiefs and the Bills are the two best teams in the league all all, all together. Um, I feel like whoever wins that, I think they're on a, kind of like a crash course towards the AFC championship, and whoever comes out of that, I feel like that's who's going to win the Super Bowl. Um, but I guess what you would have to say at this moment, it would be the Bills because when the Chiefs went head up, you know what I mean? They won. And I think that addition of Von Miller was was one of the more slept on additions. Maybe not his contract, but I felt like people kind of thought Von might have been done, but clearly he's not done. And I'm a super Von Miller fan, obviously from his days in Denver. But, um, yeah, I think that was a huge addition because he's a guy that can make that play on the defensive end, on the defensive side of the ball that can, that can you know what I mean, change the course of a game or win a game. And then he's playing, he's playing limited snaps now. So his snap count is way down. And so he he's has more energy for those moments. Mm-hmm. So it's so like uh yeah I I don't know I, I I like the Chiefs a little bit better than the Bills just because of their uh, they have more experience but that doesn't mean the Bills won't beat them again. 
Right. I'm just saying, like, at this moment, you know what I mean? And, I, and like, projecting forward, like, obviously the, the Chiefs could – the Chiefs can definitely beat them. But I'm just saying at this moment, I feel like you got to give it to the Bills just because of what they've done and who they've beaten so far. Yeah. Tua is undefeated, including beating the Bills. But no, nah, I ain't taking the Dolphins. Yeah, <laughs> I just need, I need to put that out there. I was gonna let that awkward silence just roam until you gave us a real answer. I was, I was literally paused. I was dead paused. Like, where's the rest? <laughs> I can still. I do think they're one of the three best teams. Honestly, um, I would have gave Cincinnati some credit, but I don't know how Chase is going to come back from this injury. Um, but it's like they're starting to get going now, so that that could be good for them. But um, I guess I'll still say the Bills, even though they lost to Miami, and you know to, somebody got to beat Tua. I should give it to Tua until I see him lose. It be Tua and Jalen Hurts, your Bama boys. Hey. Yeah, I mean, we all can agree. We think Philly's the best team in the NFC. Uh, they they're the only undefeated team in the NFL. So I don't I don't know why we like the thing I like about Philly is they play like they're not the best team in the NFC, and that's a big thing. You know what I mean? And and, and obviously with the addition of uh, Robert Quinn that they just made the other day, their front office is like making moves and priorities like they're not the best team. I mean, bringing in AJ Brown and all that stuff like they, I like I like Philly. I do like Philly a lot. Yeah, I like. I think I like Philly. Uh, you know, and they can win multiple ways. And so, like you know, during the playoffs, like that's going to be important to figure out how to win, and you know, in different kind of ways. The Vikings are the least talked about five and one team of all time. Anybody all time. care about them at all? Nobody cares. Uh, when you got Kirk Cousins as your quarterback, it's hard to, it, <laughs> and it's like, and it's really not. And I'm, I'm trying not to make it like a dig on Kirk Cousins, but like he never, he doesn't do anything in the playoffs. Like and he always falters, and so it's like we're all just kind of waiting for him to start stinking. I think this. I think this year for the Vikings, I feel like this is like the first year where they really. Like, uh, where they really, I think they really believe in Kirk Cousins, like the team. Not, I don't know about the front office, but I feel like that team, like they really do believe in, like, because if you see, like, after they win, like, you know what I mean, maybe they put the chains on him and shit like that, and, you know what I mean, and, like, you know what I mean, they they, they want to include him and shit like that. So, like, that's a big thing when your team believes in you. Like, you know what I mean, your play, your play gets better. And I, don't, I haven't, like I said, I haven't played close attention to the Vikings either. But I know they are surrounded Kirk Cousins. They have a lot of talent, you know what I mean? And now, you know what I mean, I think they're starting to kind of try to get it and bring it together and, you know what I mean, maybe you know I mean? Take, that, take that division away from Green Bay for, uh, for the first time in a long time. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I hope, I hope they win. I hope they do well. And I hope we stink so, so our picks can be worth something. <laughs> like, if you're going to hold on to the picks, make them worth something. Because obviously we're not uh, – we're hoarding picks and we're letting, letting great players go. But anyway, I digressed. Um, let's transition over to the NBA. What are the biggest surprises to you so far in this very, very young season? Uh, my biggest surprise 
And, you know what I mean, the, the elephant in the room would be like, oh, well, the Lakers is 0-4. Well, actually, my biggest surprise is that the Blazers are 4-1 up until, I think, last night when they lost to uh, Miami. Um, I was actually surprised. Like, the Blazers have a lot of talent, a lot more talent than I thought they had. Um, you know what I mean? Bringing in uh, um, Jeremy Grant. Um, Nurkic looks like – I mean, not uh, – yeah, Nurkic looks like he's out there healthy for the first time uh, in, in a little while. I don't know if I, I don't think he – I think he had some injury issues last year as well. Yeah, he, uh, broke, his, he broke his leg. Yeah. Was that last year or the year before that? It, this last year, he ended the season on the IR. Okay. Yeah, well, and it's the second big injury that he had. And besides uh, Dame, obviously he has a looks like he has a little injury now. Where he's gonna be out for maybe a week or two. Um, he's back healthy and back playing at a all NBA level. So I would have to go to Blazers. Um, yeah, the Blazers and I, I like the Pelicans. I think the Pelicans have had a. Uh, uh, a good start to their season. C.J. McCollum, obviously, our uh, friend of the show, uh, <laughs> uh, having a having a hell of a season um, uh, down there, and really like changing the culture in New Orleans. And then obviously Zion coming back and coming back in shape, and and it looks like he's he's healthier. Obviously, I mean, I think New Orleans could possibly make some noise in the playoffs. But uh, those would be my two surprises. I would go as far as like standouts. I gotta, I gotta go with Utah. <laughs> they, that's unbelievable. Four and one. Larry Marketing playing like an all star, like a, a for real all star. Twenty two and eight a night. Like, yeah. and he ain't even shooting the ball well for three. They just have a bunch of guys that can play. They just got a random collection of players that can just play. Yeah, Jordan Clarkson, like nineteen and five a night. Like. What the hell is going on in Utah when they trying yeah. to tank? Like honestly, I'm sure I'm sure Danny Ainge isn't too happy. You think that he yeah. would intentionally make him yes. worse? Yes, I think that's exactly what he was trying to do. Like, I'm saying, like, I know what he did before, but like now that they win it in the season, like you think um, he'll be like, man, we win it too much, get Laurie out of here. He might put a little fire sale out there. <laughs> he might. You never know. Yeah. I just don't. How many picks do he need? Like, what, like why is he hoarding all these picks? Uh, I don't know, man. He did that in Boston and didn't get him anywhere. So hopefully he learned his lesson. I don't know. It's just these guys hoard all these picks. And, uh, you know, he ended up, I don't know what happened in Boston, but he ended up having to leave Boston. Um, you know, and so for me, it's just like, What's the point? You know, are we trying to really win basketball games or are we trying to win GM of the year awards? Like, it's, right I now, it's like. more in Utah because he ain't going like to sign somebody. Well, at this point, you know what I mean? Everybody trying to get trying to get Victor in Mama or whatever. Yeah, they put all his games in France on the NBA app for free That's now. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's really like yeah. we haven't we haven't seen anything like that since the bronze games was on pay per view back in the day, bro. Those yeah. bronze games. <laughs> <laughs> I was just there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean this this unprecedented time with social media and um 
you know, and the internet being more accessible and it's making the world a lot smaller. Uh, so guys like Victor and other guys uh, can showcase their talents and be put on display. Like if it wasn't in this era, there there's no way Scoot and Victor would have been able to play an exhibition game. Like, you know, like this is the era, this is the time. Uh, I'm, I'm grateful that these guys have an opportunity to showcase their ability. So, I wouldn't uh, mind it if they put some of your games in the Philippines on the NBA app, man. What took y'all so long? Get around. Is this good basketball all around the globe? Yeah, but, you know, it's not their job to showcase it because if they're showcasing that, that means their eyes off of their product. They, they're doing it for France, so I'm just saying. Uh, that's because <laughs> he's, he's going to be one of their products here in a few months. Well, for us humans... <laughs> you know, <laughs> as normal uh, basketball players, they're not doing that because our, their product isn't, you know, isn't us, so to speak. Right now, it looks like that pick might be going to New Orleans via L.A. Um, That'll be. I don't know, man. So <laughs> That'll be so crazy on so many levels. Like, oh, my God. I would. It'll be so sad and funny at the same time. <laughs> but uh, my biggest surprise would be it would have to be Portland, um, followed by Utah, and then on the negative side, the Suns. Uh, I'm surprised about how the Suns are uh, not good right now. Um, I would, I expected them to be a little bit better, but you know, with everything that went on between. Uh, coach and and DeAndre Ayton, it's hard for them to really be real good. Like, you such know, a strange, such a weird dynamic. It's a very weird dynamic uh, because you know your coach and your your player hasn't talked uh, all year. It's very very weird. I mean, because um, it's funny. It's funny you say that, and they're actually three and one, but it's like a messy three. Yeah, I don't. I think they're. I don't think they they didn't look good. Like, you know, when I watched them play, they just didn't make me feel confident in whatever they were trying to do. But uh, so the Lakers. Do we have to? Oh. <laughs> Honestly, like, do we really have to do this? <laughs> I mean, it's historically shooting probably some of the worst shooting in, in NBA history to start off the season. Uh, Man. They have they have to get better shooting the ball, but in reality, do they? Like you know, like that's my whole thing. Like, so it's easy to say that you know, I mean, they have to get better, but I don't see how how is that group going to get better at shooting when they can't shoot? You don't get better at something that you actually can't do. Like it's like they can't do it. Like, I don't. You know what I mean? And you depend even Braun is having and I think it's rolling over to Braun a little bit. Even Braun is isn't shooting great. You know what I mean? He's never been a great shooter, but he's gotten significantly better, obviously, as his as, as his career has gone on. But man, it's I mean, I like what Pat Bell said. You know, he's like, Whatever well, we were shooting twenty percent and we shot twenty five percent. So <laughs> so they get better, you know what I mean, in, in that in that game, but all all jokes aside, man. How did Rob 
still don't understand. How did Rob Palenka get an extension? Somebody, <laughs> somebody has to explain it to me because you can't put that product on an NBA floor, especially a purple and gold uh, NBA floor, and get an extension. Like, it's ludicrous. Like, this is madness. Like, I'll just, somebody needs to explain it. I want to have a conversation with Jenny Buss and uh, – and the Rambus, uh, and the Rambus crew, whoever is in charge over there, they say, "Well, so somebody explain to me what you guys seen that warranted him getting an extension? Like, who did they sign that in the last two years? I was like, oh, you know what? Let's go ahead and give him an extension because he's doing a phenomenal job." Uh, yeah, uh, you know all your, all your. Worries are correct. You know, I don't know why he got an extension. Um, I don't believe that he deserved an extension. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. The biggest issue is, like we all know, is the shooting. Uh, they have, uh, you know, they have problems shooting the ball. And until they... Uh, solve that issue, they're going to have the same problem. Uh, LeBron has a very distinct uh, formula for success. And it's very it's very simple. Uh, you know, if you look at his time in Miami, his time in Cleveland, uh, both times in Cleveland, his success was teams that defend and can shoot the three, and they're going to be successful. We can look at the time that that they, you know, the championship that was recently won in L.A. Um, they weren't like sharpshooters, but they had guys that could shoot. But you know, what I mean, Danny Green, Contagious Caldwell Pope. You know, what I mean, Kyle Kuzma. Say whatever you want to say about him. Um, you know, Caruso at times. You know, all of those guys that were on that team in the uh, in 2020. You know, what I mean, they had some shooters and they had guys that could defend. That's why they won the championship. And like you said, Rome, it's a very simple formula when it comes to LeBron. You know what I mean? Defenders and shooters. That's that's his bread and butter. That's what he's made this tremendous career off of, defending and shooting, spacing. Like, it's not hard. And for some reason, the Lakers brass or front office just can't grasp. They just can't get it right. Yeah, I don't know what's their issue, but go ahead, Zay. The wild thing about the Lakers, and I don't think I've ever seen this before, is that although they are 29th in points per game, they play at the second highest pace in the league. I've never seen a team that gets up and down not be able to score points. Um. I mean, maybe it's because you got your man pulling up for two for ones with the lead. <laughs> so he's shooting too quick. But like he wanted to push the ball. And Darwin said pushing the ball and playing defense is how was going to be their formula to success, for success. They got the second highest pace and they're fourth in defensive rating. And I ain't seeing no success. Um, so that's what's crazy because, you know, it's weird because a lot of the media, I don't know. I don't pay attention to that at all, but it feels like they don't – people seem like they can't guard, but they actually really can guard. Like they're, they're a pretty good defensive team. 
they're just so bad offensively that you can't even tell what – you can't tell if they're doing anything else at all. Yeah, last in offensive rating and fourth in defensive rating. And it seemed like that would balance out to a middle-of-the-road team, but, nah, you get last place right now. So, um, I am not a person who thinks that you got to shoot a million threes a game to win. I do believe that you can't shoot the ninth most threes per game and make the least in the league. (laughs) Like, I think they got to stop shooting them. Like, they got to find yeah. another way to, like, a good point. to do it. Because, like, if they're getting up and down faster than anybody else, and they're still shooting top 10 in three-point attempts, but the worst in three-point makes, like, it might be a crowded lane or something, but, man, you're going to have to get on the free throw line. You got to do so- – you got to figure out another way to score than taking those shots. If they're giving you the space, you got to eat it up. Until somebody can shoot. <laughs> like it's, it's just, it's not, they're trying to do the modern thing that everybody else is doing without the modern pieces. And you, you need some stylistic diversity in the league anyway to me. I don't like that everybody played the same, but they really ain't equipped to play that way. And it don't make any sense. Like At all. I mean, you got two guys on the, that can't shoot outside the 15 footer um, at all times. And so, when you have that out there, it's just it's a recipe for disaster. And guys need to humble themselves and really start looking at themselves, like where they can be better at, um, instead of just trying to fit a role in their mind that they think that they should be. Just, you know, do what the team asks you to do. Like, um, you know, if, if you play a, if you play a backdoor cut, you, you want to get a layup. Well, I want to shoot this three. Well, we're going to lose. Like, you know, and so it's like guys aren't humble and they don't have any self-awareness um, from what I've seen that, you know, um, the guys just have to be more self-aware and really understand what they're good at and what they're not good at. Rome, I think you can attest to this. You've uh, you've been in some you've been you've been in a couple of NBA locker rooms and you've also been in a professional locker room yourself. Energy is a real thing. It's a real thing when it comes to teams especially, you know what I mean, at the high level. And looking from the outside in, the energy for the Lakers is just off. And, you know what I mean, it, it starts, it's, it's and, you know what I mean, it's, it's starting with Russell because it's clear he doesn't want to be there. So I'm not even talking about his, like, what he's doing on the court. His energy, the energy is starting to kind of run through the whole team because I, I just don't, like, it's a, it's a team that, that they don't seem like they want to play. They they know everybody knows what needs to be done, and it's not being done. So the energy is just off, and it's going to be off until that until that problem is solved. And I and if you're management, you have to see that. And what I mean by that is like they have to get Russ out of there. You know what I mean? They have to I let mean, him go. How? Do, I don't I don't know how, but I feel like that's the energy that's bring, that that energy. That dark cloud, it's like a dark cloud is just hanging over that team because everybody knows he doesn't fit. Everybody knows that he doesn't want to be there. Everybody knows that realistically they don't want him there anymore, but yet he's still there. So that that's going to be a problem until 
until they, you know I me, mean, until they do something about that. I got a question for you, Ron. Um, like, so, like Kuzma said, you know, shooting under them bright lights is hard. You know, he, he right though. I, I, I feel <laughs> like he was right. I feel like that was not. He he, he was right. I, I totally agree. But go ahead. Go. But like, since you got this experience, Ron, like. Did you feel more pressure playing with Bron, even though y'all were mashing people, or did you feel more pressure leading your own teams over the years? Uh, I felt more pressure. I I really didn't feel pressure, um, being honest, about playing with Bron because I didn't have any expectations. Like, because people weren't there to see me. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I like at a, at a young age, I'm I'm self aware enough to understand that this is not about me. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like there's thousands of people here, but the thousands of people here aren't like, they're not coming to see me like now, of course I'm a part of a team, a really good team, whatever, whatever, but they're not here to see me. They're here to see Brian. So like that's to me, that's no pressure. Like, cause all I got to do is my job. Right. I just, you know, once at 28%, Pat Bev at 21%. It's like, and that's from the field, not from three. It seemed like they pressing. And I didn't know if maybe it was a result of having all the eyes on them like that. I mean, it's probably for everybody. Uh, for me, like I said, I'm very self-aware. And I understood that it wasn't about me. Like, you know, um, I'm a part of, like, they, my team needs me to play well. But for me to play well, like, it's not like, it's not like, uh, life or death if I play well if I don't like I feel like I always felt like even if, the, if I play good great if I don't we still got a chance to win um, and so a lot of these guys I don't know what their feelings are I don't know what they're thinking um, it seems like a lot of them are pressed or trying to do something that they're not good at and it ends up you know being worse off Everybody want to be the hero to break this three-point slump. And <laughs> everybody ain't equipped to be the hero. <laughs> yeah, man. You just, you just gotta know. You just gotta know when to fold up. <laughs> know when to walk away. Oh, it's just. But uh, so there was an argument between um, Clay and and Devin Booker. Lakers, and then Clay kept yelling out, I got four rings, I got four rings. To me, that was kind of corny. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, okay, like, you got four rings, but today, I mean, I'm, I'm at you today. Like, you know, so, like, how, how do y'all feel about that argument about Clay and and Devin Booker? Uh, but Devin Booker came off real respectful in the, in the post-game presser, so I know he said some wild stuff during the game. <laughs> 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 uh, let me just let me just say this first before I get into the actual question. I don't like either one of these niggas, so <laughs> let's just let's just let me just be clear about that. I don't like Clay Thompson, and I don't like Devin Booker as players. I don't know them. I don't, I don't know that man or either of them. Man. But um, I thought it was funny, you know what I mean? Because neither one of those guys are known as like trash talkers. I think Clay is kind of goofy. Like, I think he's 
I think he's like a really goofy. He just seems like a goofy person. Like, and I don't think, and I'm not saying that in a complimentary way. He just seems goofy. Um, Devin Devin Booker, I've been out on Devin Booker since the, the 2021 final. Um, just because, you know what I mean, the, I feel like uh, mainstream media kind of tried to anoint him to, like, try to put the, put the Kobe thing on him because of the be legendary stuff that he does with his shoes and, you know what I mean, wearing Kobe's all the time. And he, just, he got a lot of false hype to me, you know what I mean? And he never, he never, I don't feel like he's never, in the big moments, he's never the guy that's just, like, taking over. I mean, it doesn't never feel like that to me. But, and in the in the scheme of what we're speaking of, like, yeah, it was corny of Clay to say that because Clay's corny, like he's because he's, he's, he's corny, like, like what, like I can only imagine Devin Booker was probably was talking hella shit, so he was like, what I'm saying, he was probably really in his ass to where he had to. When you when you start to bring up rings and shit like that, that's a corny comeback. That means he was getting fried out there. Like he was, like he was frying you on the court, and verbally he was probably frying you too. Like you know what I mean? Because Clay seemed really upset. So you know what I mean? Some words were definitely exchanged, but yeah, I mean to kind of pick it back off of what Rome said, it was that was corny. Like it wasn't. You know what I mean? You don't get cool points for that play. Yeah. I mean, I don't mind trash talking, but like you can't bring up team accomplishments in the middle of a trash talk. Like, that's super weird. Especially uh, when the last, the latest ring, you didn't do that much to help them earn that ring. Yeah, and so that brings up my next uh, topic. They signed, they re-signed Jordan Poole. They re-signed um, Kevon Looney. So now they run. They're running out of cap space. They re-signed Wiggins too. Did you say that? They, they signed Wiggins. Mm-hmm. Who is the first man out? I mean, we all know. <laughs> it's clear as day. Like we all know, it's not going to be the Splash Brothers, and although and Andre Iguodala is probably going to retire. So I mean, there's only one chess piece left on the board. Like, and, you know what I mean, it's going to be Draymond. And I think it's pretty clear that he's going to be out of there. Who knows where he's going to go or what kind of money he's going to going to um, attract. But he's definitely going to be out of there. Um, so, yeah, Draymond Green would definitely be the first person. So, you, you think they're going to try to keep Clay? Yeah, I don't think they're going to leave. I don't think they're going to let Clay go. I don't, I don't see that. He just signed a deal. See- what, a couple of, like what? Isn't he still? Isn't his deal? His deal's not up yet, is it? Is it? Uh, Clay Thompson. He signed a extension. Um, I think while he was hurt, his deal right. is. But his deal is up after next season. Um, mm-hmm. so he's due forty point six million this year, and forty three point two million next year. And Ooh. that forty point six million this year is much higher than his shooting percentage this year because he's shooting 35% from the field and 28% from three. The man is washed, which is why you can get him in his feelings. And, and uh, honestly, yeah, I agree. Yeah, he is. I don't know that he sees another deal. Um, Clay is – he's 32. He'll be 33 in February. Um, 
So at the end of that deal, he'd be 34. I mean, if he willing to take a discount, they'd do it. But them um, Silicon Valley owner types, they ain't really too much on the sentimental tip. Like, they was at the parade telling KD, like, yeah, I don't know about your deal. Right, <laughs> so, which, was, which was really wild. I remember, I remember that that whole situation was like, I, like I wasn't mad at KD for leaving. Like, cause I was like, damn, y'all kind of, I know y'all won these rings because I came to this bitch, right? Uh, yeah, it's, I mean, I, I don't know what they do, man, because, well, I re, like, I don't, do Clay retire? I mean, he, he may, he, like, Clay is a, like I said, he's a goofy, weird dude, so he might just retire and, and play, like, you know, like, everybody, like, despite what most people think, all NBA players don't play, you know I mean, 15 plus years. You know what I'm saying? A lot of these, a lot of these guys, they, you know what I mean? They, they might play. You know what I mean? The good, the guys that are all star NBA. You know what I mean? They might give you ten to twelve years, and then a lot of them dudes, they be out of there. They be done after that. You know what I mean? You got a few all timers that kind of just can just obviously the, the obvious ones like you know what I mean, Kobe or you know what I mean, Dirk. But even those guys slow down. Bron is the only one that like really is at an elite level for all twenty seasons, bro. Most of these guys start to slow down around year 12, 13, and, you know what I'm saying, and so forth. So I wouldn't be surprised if he retired. Um, but I don't see them keeping Draymond over Clay. I don't see that. You know what I mean? It's – yeah. Like, you know what I mean? It's, it's much easier to say we're just going to let Draymond walk and then just let Clay walk, I feel like. And I feel like – that's in a like a fan perspective. I don't think the fans appreciate Draymond like that either. I think they tired his shit as well. So. Yeah, I think there's a chance that Draymond. There's a slight chance that Draymond, if he doesn't think the market is going to be good, there's a chance that he opts into his deal for one more year. And I can see them both leaving at the same time. He had like a farewell tour next year. Um, I think that's totally possible. Um, Clay can't be having fun right now and it, it's you know it's mostly because of the injury i would say that he's fallen to this point but you can see by how he reacted to book that he ain't having the time of his life right now he don't really have to chase rings he got them as you know he has four um so i could see him walking away because he don't seem like the type to stick around doing something that he don't enjoy which i ain't knocking him for um, it just don't seem to be his kind of thing, which I don't like doing stuff I don't enjoy either. Yeah, I can, I can see Clay going to. Honestly, I can see him going to Sacramento to play with you know uh, the coach there, who uh, Mike Davis, and it's Mike Davis, right? Mike Brown. Mike, Mike, Mike Brown. Brown. So I can you see him see, going. You can see Clay going to Sacramento. Yeah. On a, on a max deal. And in a way, they, well, uh, Sacramento, never mind. Yeah, I'm about to say. <laughs> like, like, slow down, man. They would do I could, it. I, I could see it. Like, you know, um, they need they need the name more than anything, you know, uh, just to, even if he's not the player that he once was, you know, the guys get contracts off of their name a lot, a lot of times. So I, I think that is very possible. I mean, Sacramento's going for it this year, and they don't have a win to show for it. So, um, what, what they going for? I mean, they going for the play in. 
and it ain't right now. They don't have any wins, so I don't know what the hell they're going to do. I I never know. Like I know the they had Silver talking about teams getting relegated, which I don't think would ever happen. But if there was a team that you would send to the G League or something, boy, <laughs> like. So was... r- r- real quick, um, and this is a little bit off topic of you know, play in Sacramento. Well, I guess we can get to can we get to the Nets at some point after this? Because I'm really <laughs> we can, we talk I'm really about the Nets. I'm really interested to hear what I think is wrong with Ben Simmons because something's wrong. And it's not – I can't say it's physically anything's wrong because he looks fine. But I think something is, is wrong. And, yes. and with with him, I don't, I don't – and I'm trying to – I don't know what it is, but it has to be something because this is – he's – it's weird. Like, you know what I mean? He's really playing weird. Like, I just got an alert on my phone that he airballed a leg. And, and that's kind of really hard to do. <laughs> like, 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 fit like, you know what I'm saying? The logistics of airballing a layup is really hard to do. And I just watched it and it, and it happened. So I want you to, I want to, I want well, to ask you because, you know what I mean? Being a professional isn't just, it's not as, especially in your shoes, being an overseas professional, dealing with the language barrier and all the countries that you played in, it's not, an easy thing. Like, people are just thinking, like, oh, we get to play basketball for money. You know, there's a lot more that goes into that. And I can only imagine being in an NBA and being critiqued as much as Ben Simmons has been critiqued over the last couple of years. Do you think it's something more going on with Ben Simmons that, you know what I mean, that the, the, the common basketball fans' eyes can't see that maybe you can kind of point out? Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's a lot. I mean... It's, it's hard. Like, once you get in a rut, man, it's hard to shake it, bro. Like, it's really hard to get out of those those bad spots where you're just not playing well and things aren't going your way. Like, it's very difficult. Um, and a lot of people don't know how to get out of that. Um, and when what I mean by that is, like, they don't know how to shake back. They've never had any adversity. Their life has always been good. So... Anytime something bad happens, they don't know how to shake. They don't know how to shake it, and I think that um, until he, until he, you know, kind of gets out of that funk, he's always going to be in a funk because he don't know how to shake out of that that negative space that he's in. Honestly, I would. It's a good step for him that he even took the layup. Like not even really being funny, um, I would want to have that Kobe mentality where go airball ten of them bitches, um, just put them up. That's a starting point. It's I think this is different than anything that I've seen before because well I don't know it's sort of happening with Westbrook too, where players are becoming memes now and that didn't happen before. That wasn't a thing that existed. Um, and there's people, so many people just rooting for you to fail so they can get their laugh on. And, you know, it, it's kind of a, a, a toxic existence, honestly. Um, but I think that that aspect of things, of having your your failures just like 
put through a megaphone constantly. I think that that could have a long-term effect on just about anybody, really. Um, but it's about being able to lock in. You kind of got to get yourself away from the world. Um, I know just they've done studies about other people who've gone viral for bad things and become memes and stuff. And they have trouble in their everyday life overcoming that. So, like, I think it's kind of, and I didn't mean to take it so serious because, like, you know, but I, I do think that this is something that is harder to overcome than what we think it is. It's very difficult. Um, you know, and if you just think about the the traumas that we go through as people. So, like, if you think about our traumas that we go through uh, and people have a lifetime of trauma that they can't get off of them. And so so it's hard for people who has who have public trauma to get over it as well. And so it's difficult, man. And I'm not giving him a pass. Uh, this is your job. I, I believe he needs to go out there and perform. But at the same time, he has a lot of public trauma. Uh, and it's hard for him to kind of get over that. But he do he does have a job. He do, he does he do need to go out there and perform. Uh, if he's if he's not right, sit down. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of over the 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 being negative. I'm over the Westbrook stuff too. I mean, it it is frustrating and annoying, but um, because I I am pulling for Brian, like, but and I do you know it's just kind of I'm over the I'm over it. Like, <laughs> like it's it is what it is at this point. If you truly believe that these people aren't good, then I don't understand why why it's even pleasurable to see them not be good at this point. Like, all right, we get it. We, they're literally our cyber people. <laughs> like, everybody trash. Yeah, facts. He just needs to be better. And if he's, and you know, and that's just that. And I think that he eventually will be better, but maybe he might end up in Australia when that time comes. When he's he might end up there, so I don't know. Um, the Nets are the Nets are a disappointment as well. Um, it's somebody snuck under the radar for us. Yeah, it's the Nets. They're a disappointment as well, but they lost a lot of guys, uh, you know, and they had a lot of moving pieces. They tried to get the coach fired. <laughs> they tried to have a coup that didn't work. Isn't isn't it crazy how? Everybody just knew it was going to be a Lakers-Nets finals two years ago. And now we're here, and they both just sorry as fuck. I mean, it's it's the finals that we deserve as fans, but it's not the final we're not going to get because of incompetent leadership. Very, very bad decisions. I think the, the yeah. era of – of just loading up on superstars on one team is, is is gone. I don't think that. I don't think it. Like where you just. I don't think where you just. Um, you know, what I mean, it's just. I, I don't. That's just not the wave no more. It just. It doesn't work, and, it, and it's not gonna work. No, you need a. T- you need a roster, a full roster. You need, a, you need a full roster. Like these guys are going hella deep. He's more talented in the league than it's ever been. 
And if you stuck only being able to sign two of them because of the cap, yeah, you done for. Because <laughs> it's too. You look at these you know, teams that are good now, they have four or five good players. Like, really good players. Speaking of that, I want to pivot to a more positive note. Let's talk about them Cavs. And I like, what, I, I like what the Cavs do, are doing. I like what the players that they have. I think the Donovan – Zig, you actually weren't big on the Donovan Mitchell trade, were you? I'm pretty sure you wasn't. I wasn't – on, on the part that I'm not supposed to be talking about publicly, I wasn't big on it before it happened. But once it happened, I was actually way more on board than I thought I was going to be. You know, the news came across and I got hyped. And I was like, wait a minute. I heard about this a couple of weeks ago and I wasn't feeling it. <laughs> so I don't know. I bought yeah. in somehow. Yeah. But I, li- I, like, I like his addition because, you know what I mean, you know, you know, obviously most most people probably didn't watch Donovan Mitchell play a lot of Utah because they didn't get to see a lot of televised games out there. But to watch him play now, he's a lot better than I thought. He shoots a lot. He shoots a lot more than I thought he did. But he's he's definitely when when Darius Garland gets back from his uh, which is a really nasty injury, but um, and unfortunate. But so I hope he's cool when he gets back. But when he gets back, I really think we're gonna see. The Cavs take off. Also, when Rubio comes back as well, because Rubio's played when Rubio was with the Cavs last year before he got hurt, they were playing at a high level, and he's also played with Donovan Mitchell as well. So, if there's some familiarity there, and I think um, it's going to bode them well. But man, I like the Cavs, man. I think the Cavs are a real player in the East, man. And you know, I mean, they're not going to get all the, the the attention like the Sixers who are trash right now and and or uh boston or milwaukee but i think the Cavs are like after boston and milwaukee i don't see too many teams that can just head and shoulders i think go up against i don't think you want to play the Cavs in the playoffs i'll just say it like that i'll let you go zeke do your thing yeah uh, no i'm i'm feeling the Cavs. i still think we're a year too early but i would love to see them make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. That was Darius Garland's stated goal even before they got Donovan Mitchell. Um, I think we're a little bit – we see it with Mobley, and we want it now. I don't think it's here yet the way that it's going to be. I think we jumped the gun a little bit, which I hate to be that person throwing the water on everybody right now. But um, I'm really not seeing – you know, besides Milwaukee, Boston Cena still have it rolling with – the new coach and everything. Um, yeah, I don't think anybody else wants these problems, including Miami. Um, Philadelphia, I don't know what to think about them. Um, I wasn't counting on being ahead of Philly this year. Maybe in the playoffs, because I don't believe in them in the playoffs, because you employ James Harden. But I don't know. Like, I, I would love to see it for Cleveland, but I am not fully bought in yet but there's a long season they got a lot of they haven't played with garland for a full game yet so they might uh, i'm trying not to do that to myself they they good though i'm, I'm happy about it <laughs> he don't want to get too hyped and get I his don't. hurt. i don't yeah that, that's what it is like i came into the season thinking that the broncos was gonna win 11 games or something 
You ain't about to put me in that same box. You know what's it? He couldn't wait. He could not wait. He had the finest moment, and he really st- he stabbed me. Jake, listen, we're not going to spend this whole season just talking about my box. Well, that's the last one on the pod. We're not, we're, we're not doing that. <laughs> I like the Cavs. They have, uh, I think Donovan Mitchell was the piece that they were missing. Uh, they had a lot of scoring droughts last year. They had a lot of scoring issues. And I think that he will help them tremendously during those times when they need a bucket. Um, and the, the way they set up their defense with the two bigs, two seven-footers, I think that uh, it's going to be helpful to uh for both of them guys and as long as they stay healthy they got a deep nice deep roster um they got good players all around i think they have a chance to make it to the eastern conference uh good scheduling i think they got a shot um they run into the wrong team at the right time they're gonna lose but i think that overall they they're pretty much they got a good shot um this last thing before we go we're going to talk about leadership and the weird different types of leaders there are. So Carl Anthony Towns is a strange leader. Um, he, there was a soundbite with him talking about uh, Ant's uh, pregame meal. Um, he said something about Popeyes or something. I don't know. Uh, it was weird. He's weird. Uh, just the way he talks is weird. Um, so, before, before you go, <laughs> So somebody said somebody said on Twitter, Carl Anthony Towns got Joe Woods, and he can think he can just talk to whoever like any kind of way. Who the fuck he think he is? <laughs> that's pretty much like that's pretty much how I. Feel. Oh man, that's pretty much how I feel, and you know, um, I, I it's weird leadership, you know, because I'm almost like sure that he don't have that same energy for him. Like face to face, like you know, like when you face to face with somebody, you like he, but he talks to report the reporters like he got that energy, and so like that's my biggest issue is like you know we're never in those locker rooms, so we don't know, but it seems that like we he don't have that same energy, that and that's just that's all I gotta say about that. Yeah, yeah, man. I wasn't a, I wasn't a fan of the comment because it's like it's, if it's not affecting this game, then who am I? I mean, obviously you want him to, you do want him to eat healthy, but that's not your business to comment on that. Like you're not a dietitian. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, like you know what I'm saying? Like if it's like you know what I mean? It hasn't it hasn't helped this game. It hasn't hurt him at all. Like he's a young superstar in this league. Like. Shut the fuck up. Like, you just mad, like, because in a minute, that's not going to be your team no more. Like, so especially I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if it's your team now. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, it came yeah, up because I, I, I he was I having wasn't, wasn't bad games no. on the second night of back to back. So, I just wanted to put that out there for you, Ant. It's because they said that, because oh, okay. Ant said that, he, Ant said he can't figure it out why he has bad games on the second night of back to back. So, I just wanted to put that out there, but you can keep going. <laughs> I mean, so what? Like, <laughs> so like, so what? Like, you know what I'm saying? How many bad games on a on a back to back has Pat had? 
Like, you know what I'm saying? How about that bad practice he had with Jimmy Butler? You know what I'm saying? You ain't like that shit, did you? Like, <laughs> so, like, so what, what, like, what are we talking about here? Like, yeah, I don't uh, – I, I just don't agree with the public talk back and forth about somebody else. No, if he said that – no, if he said that to, to Ant, like, privately and then said it in the public, then I guess I can't say nothing about it then. And I feel like that's not what happened. I feel like he just kind of said that on a whim. Like, yeah. has he, like, if he, like, has he approached him about Popeye's chicken before? Like, yo, bro, why don't you put the two-piece in a biscuit down there? Like, you know what I'm saying? Or was it like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's it just like, I don't know. You don't know what happens I mean, in those sure he, rooms or, and whatnot. Yeah. I'm sure he said something to him before, but it's not what he say, it's how he says it. Yeah. Like, he, comes off, he, he comes off as a pansy. Yeah, like, what are you talking about, man? Like, you don't, like, you know, it's just, it's just how he says it. And, you know, it's just different type of leaders. And I just uh, particularly don't care for his leadership style. Yeah, there's a famous quote that says, praise in public, criticize in private. Um, there wasn't no reason for us to know that. Jason Tatum came yeah. out today and said that he's cutting back on Popeyes. He's, th- he's speaking about himself. Popeyes might be doing bad in this world. I don't know. Um, but, like, I don't think that Cat has the cachet to be critiquing other people yet like usually leader man is somebody who won something and that ain't him um the thing that people get on Durant about is that you know they get on him like the not a leader thing but if he recognizes and acknowledges that that's not his strong area he's not going to be the rah-rah dude he's not going to be the dude all up in the videos (laughs) <laughs> then <laughs> I'm cool with it. Like, you don't have to be that person who you're trying to be, Carl, because you're not that person that you're trying to be. Um, you're not that guy. <laughs> so I, I'm like, I, I still don't see him as a leader. It's like he's looked up and saw what a leader should be, and he started trying to imitate that. Like, I'm you not play one for that man. <laughs> I, I was, you know, I'm thinking about somebody else in another sport, but I already said that I was done talking about the five. Can we move on? We I, move I didn't on? say it. I didn't we say it. On. <laughs> oh my god! But bro. you feel me though? Yeah, I, I, I agree. We, we, we don't, we don't like, we don't like Russells or Russells. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Yeah. So it's just the type of leadership that. I wish there were better uh, leaders, leadership, and better communication. Because um, it's just corny to me. So, with that being said, who is right now, who is the best team in the West and who's the best team in the East in our way too early to tell uh, part? In our way too early to tell part of the NBA best team in the West and the East. Yeah, this was this wasn't this wasn't on the preview. I kind of threw this in here just to see what I can get out of y'all. I like uh, I like Boston. I feel like Boston is the best thing right now in the East. Um, but as far as the West goes, uh, Memphis. 
Okay, I mean, I won't argue with either one of those picks. I like I like what John's doing right now. Um, playing at an extremely high level. Um, yeah, I like uh, Memphis and I like uh, Boston. I got to go with Milwaukee. It just feels like a cop-out. They, they're always good. People just forget about them. And I got to go with New Orleans. Like, I can't – and that's a that's a, that's a a nice roster. And when you add Victor to it next year because the Lakers are so gracious, like, I don't know what the league going to do. They're not going to let them get the first pick. <laughs> that's what they're going to do. They're going to put it outside. The, they're going to be 13th. Yeah, I like <laughs> I like uh I like you like New Orleans. Well, I said that earlier. I like New Orleans a lot as well. Um, yeah, so I'm with you on that one, Zig. Uh, I like New Orleans a lot. Yeah, so he's gonna go get his credit like he deserves it because CJ's been balling and Zion's been balling, but Ingram been. No, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure if y'all watched the. Uh, then the, 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 Nets, the Nets in New Orleans played. I'm not, I'm not sure if y'all watched that game. But Brandon Ingram, dog, is really good. You know what I mean? He's a – and I don't think – I think he don't get talked about a lot because his personality is kind of laid back. His personality is kind of New Orleans. It's real chill, real laid back. You could tell he smokes hella weed. You know what I <laughs> mean? So – and he's not – and he's not like uh, – he's not real flamboyant, but he got fucking gas. Like he can, he can really play, and he was he was giving KD everything he wanted. Obviously, KD's not a, a lockdown defender or anything like that. But when they played, he was going at KD, and it was it was like, oh, okay, he can hoop. I mean, he could, he's a great player, uh, and he was one of the guys that I wish that didn't have to get traded um, in the first initial trade for Anthony Davis. Uh, but B.I. Um, mixed with C.J. McCollum. Um, then you got the Jones, the defender. Uh, mm-hmm. That's a, that's a really good that's a really good roster. And, and then you got the you got the, the, the they got a they got a deep roster, man. They got a lot of good role players. A little dude that be sneaking around, stealing the ball. Yeah, uh, I, uh, I can't remember his name, but but he was giving C.P. three fits in the playoff last year. Um, even even Valanciunas, like man, like Valanciunas is a very solid big man. Like can can give you can give you fifteen and ten on any given night. Um, you know what I mean? They got Jackson Hayes coming off a of bench, another energy young guy. Man, New Orleans is that's a a solid roster from top to bottom. And they got Devontae Graham, who's a, a really good shooter. Like man, that's a that's a good roster. That's a really and good and roster. we were hard on David Griffin. I think people owe him a little bit of an apology. But it came I mean, together yeah. eventually. Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely came together. It CJ saved his ass, really, because I don't yeah, know it if it's going this way without McCollum, really. Absolutely. I, I can yeah, I with that. Yeah, so we got – I got New Orleans and I got uh, – and I got Boston with, with the dark horses as the Cavs. Uh, you could never go to Milwaukee. <laughs> Never, I would die for it. <laughs> Literally, uh, never, and it's personal. So those those are my picks, and it was a great episode of the Mid Range Ain't Dead podcast. It's good to be back out here with the guys, man. 
It's your guy, Rome Trav. It's your boy, Amp Anderson, the coolest one, the sleepiest one right now. <laughs> it's your boy, Ziggy. Uh, intros, no outros. And we out. Peace. Out of here.